Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus. I am drinking Cabernet right now. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me into any trouble. Well, it's Matt and Kim, you guys. There's wine and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, so where do you live? <laughs> Hi, this is Hugh Collins, and you're listening to Cabernet and Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey. Hey, you guys. You guys. It's Cabernet and A. Yay! <laughs> Remote version. <laughs> a little, little bit out of sync because we are doing this remotely oh, and at 9 a.m. Yeah. It's, none of this makes sense. It's very confusing <laughs> for everyone What are you drinking? Involved. I'm drinking Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. What are you drinking, Sue? I'm drinking Starbucks iced coffee. Oh my God, I feel amazing. like we're rivals. I, <laughs> I literally was like just instinctual. Like when I was like going to get ready and setting everything up and I'm like going, just like muscle memory, like going to get a glass of wine. I'm like, Chelsea, it's 9 a.m. And you have to go to work after this. So put the yeah, bottle down. Probably not the best time. <laughs> um, okay. I took, well, I took a lot of notes. I mean, I guess mostly because I was like, am I going to even remember that I watched an episode when I wake up in the, in the morning? <laughs> I did the same <laughs> I thing. I take a lot of notes. Oh, but let's do the business first. Cause I have some other things about that. Okay, cool. So you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher and Podbean. Thanks so much for listening. Please download, subscribe, rate and review and do we have reviews Joe? so uh, we do in that for like three weeks i keep saying i'm gonna look at the uk reviews and i finally remembered um and i think i took can a you hear the talk. church bells no okay good sorry <laughs> I, oh i thought you're gonna be like that's sad because it's such a delight okay um <laughs> okay so so i want to say i can't remember at this point either if um, Axel, Axel emailed us. Maybe this is her. Allie? They both start with A. Basically, Axel, I think, think either emailed or tweeted like, oh my God, I left a UK review. And I was like, great, we'll read it. Um, so here are the UK reviews. Uh, this is by... Much anticipated UK reviews. Much, much anticipated. This is by Allie uh, Bandari. Uh, and she says, thanks for entertaining me when I was combing head lice off my head. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Girl, Great. Poor thing. I love this. And then I feel like this one was already there. But, well, maybe it was from then. Dolores Hayes said, I absolutely love this podcast. Chelsea and Sue are hilarious and their chemistry is great. I really appreciate that they continue to post episodes in the hiatus between seasons. I love the guests, especially Babe and Leo. Um, thank you so much, Dolores. And then yeah. this is this one we must have read already because this is our friend uh, at Tom Tom's Brain. Um, Sue and Chelsea and Tanuki invite new and seasoned Pretty Liars fans to unpack. Yeah, yeah. This was the one I feel like didn't he like win this? So I guess Excel. I hope you were one of those reviews that I just read. Uh, and yeah, if not, send screenshot it and email it to us. <laughs> I'll read it. Yeah. Um, and then the other <laughs> quick little notes I had. Um, are that uh, our Pretty Little Liars pal, Cherie, Ch- she uh, always emails us. Hi, Cherie. And she, hey, is, she is an Etsy shop of which I think she's she might send Ooh. us a special she might send us a special um, finale gift from. So I said, oh, that's so, so exciting. I know. So I wanted to shout her out. It's she's at carrying the banner on as her Etsy shop, carrying the banner So check out her shop and then. Now that I shouted you out ahead of time, you have to send us <laughs> legally blackmail reading. You're legally bound to that, Sheree. Um, just kidding, obviously. And then also quickly, pretty little grown men um, on their last episode said because um, this is similar. I feel like to the sentiment that I've expressed. Because obviously, Leo, of course, is. Ezra is a all the way and will not be convinced otherwise yeah. and, and I've always said like sure wouldn't that wouldn't that be great we'd all love that but I just don't think the show will ever go that direction I don't think they have the guts and then I'm pretty little grown men last week they said I don't think the show has the chutzpah 
but Ezra, but Ezra being a would be perfect. And I thought that was funny because it was well said and, and exactly our sentiment, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Although this week people are Jeff definitely like on the Leo boat, man. Oh, oh, right. Because we didn't see Ezra at all. And fucking yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that, that oh. ending though. <gasps> that was horrifying. Okay, well let's talk about that. So what? Um, I mean, what do you guys? It starts with this crying pillow, crying phone. Real quick pillow. though, I just want to admit oh, yeah. the reason why I am why we're doing this remote and everything. Oh yeah, is that I'm in Pennsylvania because my mom's sick. Uh, so uh, she is in a nursing home here, and we're just we're we're. We're at the end, and uh, so yeah, I'm trying to spend as much time as I can. So thank you, Chelsea, for making time in the early well, morning. Thank you to for do making this. time. Thank you for making time. We're all thinking of you. So tweet Sue your love. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to if you don't love me. Um, <laughs> do it no matter. I don't, don't want to make anyone feel pressured. But no, um, <laughs> but I love PLL, and it was just nice to like have this to look forward to and have like a new episode and a crying baby pillow <laughs> crying baby pillow uh hashtag it's trending so what do, you, <laughs> what do we think about this was it just taunting her because she's not the baby she thought she was <laughs> i don't know there was a lot there because there's a lot of baby stuff there like i feel like Hannah and Kayla were getting serious. It like kind of gave us a feeling of like, does Hannah want kids? Cause she was just like, this is awful. Let's kill it. Right. You know? Right. Um, I also had a thought uh, of, did Allie inseminate herself with Emily's eggs? Because if she's a, that would be so like perfect for her to do. <gasps> and so God. Emily also God. has the secret, right? And Emily has the secret about her being pregnant. So I think that was also like, Emily's good at keeping secrets. Wait, Emily has a secret about Allie being pregnant. The girls don't know Allie's pregnant. Oh, they don't? I forgot that they don't know. Oh, my God. They still don't know. And Allie, like, took a trip to, like, I don't know. She's got to take it to ride. She's going to go get an abortion or something. Or, like, take that trip that you take when you're pregnant, deciding whether or not you want to keep it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's, like, taking herself on her own, on her own baby moon. So, um, Caleb is back, which yeah. is, I mean, they were back, but it just, for some reason it, it resonated more with Hale-y. me more. Yeah. It resonated with me more this episode and I don't, it feels, I mean, it feels familiar obviously, but for some reason it feels weird. I don't know why. I guess I just feel, and I know we've talked about this before, but they're just always a little tainted now. Like, it's just a little bit oh, definitely. weird. And it just it didn't make me happy and maybe sort of uncomfortable. And it just seems like they've regressed. Like, it just seems like they're old high school Hannah and Caleb that are, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe seeing Caleb with Spencer has made me admit more and more that Hannah isn't maybe the best person for him. I get that. But what upset me more is why is it Hannah's turn again? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Like this bitch has been through so much. She was just kidnapped and she had like scars and then she was also like locked in a abandoned store. Like how is it Hannah's turn? I guess she hasn't played the game yet, but I'm like, can't we leave Hannah? Like can't right. Arya go? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, and that's right. And that reminds me we like Hannah's the one who has been taking the brunt of this. Maybe there's still hope that Hannah is somehow interconnected in this in a weird familial way to AD or something like that. Because obviously, I mean, I guess Spencer, Hannah and hello. Hello? Hi. Oh, did you lose me for a second? Yeah. I wonder if the car battery died. Oh boy. That would be bad. That'd be real bad. Okay. I hear you though. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Anyway. But Hannah and Emily, I guess, have always been a little bit of the like slightly more tertiary characters compared to Spencer or even Aria. Right. You know what I mean? Don't you feel like because Spencer and obviously all her family stuff and how she's connected to the De Laurentiis and they live next door and she was so integral that night. And then Aria has, you know, I mean, I guess like they try to make her the, the relationship like with Ezra, the lead in the show. But then Hannah and Emily are always like a little bit more just hanging out. Just on the outskirts, yeah. you know? And so I would love if they really did finally show us why 
Hannah's getting the brunt of the punishment. And why in that one episode, I think about this almost as much as I think about Garrett and that night. Why <laughs> was Redcoat, or I'm sorry, was it the Black Widow? Whatever. That it was that episode where, yeah, I think it was Redcoat. It was that episode where the A scene was was A in the black hoodie looking into the De Laurentiis's window and then Redcoat was looking into the Marin's window. And we're like, this obviously means something, and then it didn't. But maybe it's still well. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, well, especially with Pastor Ted coming back, I feel like there's got to be like some sort of Marin tie-in coming. I fucking hope so. What about um, this whole stolen design situation? I'm confused oh. about it a little bit. So was it a stolen yeah. design? Like, did she a little bit steal it? And why was someone else wearing it on that other red carpet? Or was that something that, like, A.D. staged? Did A.D., like, copy the dress and give it to someone else to stage this no. whole thing? A.D. copied it and gave it to Jenna in white. And then, but it was uh, Hannah's version on the carpet. That's what they gave her. But, like, Hannah took a risk, I think, because she designed it when she was working for Claudia and so it's like one of those things where it's like technically she designed it for Claudia. Right. But so it's Claudia a little hated bit, it. Right. So it it technically could be hers, it's but like it's one of, of those things. Yeah, kind of like gray area. And also when you said that, I'm a fucking idiot. I literally thought that that picture that was on the fashion blog where then you see Sydney in the background taking a picture was like <laughs> another. Like I literally didn't even put two and two together that that was the fucking girl that Hannah gave the dress to. I was thinking like, oh, this is another fashion show somewhere else with another girl wearing the same dress. I'm just very confused. To be so, fair. There's a lot of fashion shows. There's on a this lot show. of fashion shows. And There's a lot the of girls, moments. All the new Felicia's look the same. But okay, now I get it. so so okay. That was Hannah's design that was in that blog picture, and then Sydney was there, and she basically gave a false tip or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I just <sighs> love how ridiculous Sydney looks in the background, like taking a photo with her iPhone on the carpet. Like <laughs> it was like, just like such a weird photo bomb it's like ma'am ma'am are you supposed to be here she's just like any girl she doesn't even have credentials yeah the fucking like, like no, iphone just... 4 on the red carpet um i'm just the press that gets to stand on the other side of the carpet <laughs> <laughs> what else um yeah just stop. blind item blind girl oh I, my I god that was kind of funny i was just like any chance that hannah can make a blind joke she will oh yeah she loves it um yeah that was good and obviously floppy lips being back. I mean, I guess it's better than, I mean, f great. You're going to try to make some of these Felicia's a part of this. Great. I'm fine with that. Although the character of Sydney and the actress she plays, th that plays her, are both annoying as fuck. Right? Oh, why is the actress? I don't know the actress, though. I, no, she's just, just annoying. Just like, or I mean, then I guess she's a good actress because she annoys the fuck out of me when she's playing yeah. this character. There's just something about like I mean the whole thing. Just the way I'm just like you and every part of you annoys me. The way you look annoys me. That's awful, but it's true. No, it is something where you're just mad at her face, right? <laughs> you're just mad that her face is there. <laughs> and she was being like, I mean, well, maybe let's just dive into that storyline of floppy lips being back. So like. You know, Emily and Aria, like, blue snarf her and follow her, and she's acting like she doesn't know AD or she's not talking to Jenna, but... I was more excited about the blue snarf return. <laughs> the blue snarf and Aria, and Aria's a blue snarf apprentice. So here's the thing. Somebody else mentioned on social media that I remember, too. Aria was taught Caleb, like, jujitsu computer stuff before there was like another episode at some point where she was just like can you do this and he was like no i have to teach you he's oh. like yeah like, it was a while ago so like I, I feel like it was kind of weird that like we were acting like this is the first time aria could pick up a computer and also like they were like you already know the language it was like yeah like have you been around us right like right exactly that's funny i forgot <coughs> excuse me <laughs> oh boy i forgot about that uh, yeah that was like season one or two i want to say yeah and I it was like early on yeah it was very early on and i forget I, was it was aria asking for help or something for her personal or was i feel like she was trying to do her own research or fix something or something with 
grades. God, I don't. I don't Hold on one second. I have a call. I'm sorry. No, take your time. I'll just keep talking to you guys because I don't want to edit this later. How do you feel about that? Um, so has anyone else podcasted at 9 a.m.? Have you listened to a podcast? And listening to podcasts at 9 a.m., that's pretty common. That's like mostly when you listen to podcasts. Do I sound different at, at 9 a.m. and sober and drinking coffee instead of Cabernet? Or is it just mostly the same bullshit? I feel like it's mostly, I feel like it's actually like we always talk about even a little bit worse. It's like the more sober we are, the less sense we make, which I wish were true when I was doing other responsibilities. Like I wish I could just use the excuse. I function better at work when I'm drunk and then just be drunk at work all the time. But that's probably not true. <laughs> Hi, I'm oh, back. back. I was just talking to people because I didn't want to edit this. I didn't want to edit. I didn't want to edit the break in time. I was like, I'll just, just talk to you. To come back and knowing that you're talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm not no talking way. to myself. I'm talking to the people, Sue. That's I'm right. talking I'm to sorry, the people. Guys. You're all people. You're all, all three of you. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this this mangled mannequin that showed up at Hannah's door. That the note I wrote is answer door. It's you. But what the fuck? She looks like a mangled. And then I just never finished my thought. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Twelve thirty a.m. Me couldn't think of a of a. She a looks like a garbage pail kid. She does. Oh my god. She does. She looked it like that's like not. If you had a garbage pail kid, Hannah. <laughs> I was glad that Caleb kind of did make the comment after the commercial break. Or I'm sorry, Hannah made the comment like after we came back from commercial. Like, what the hell? Like, you thought that was me? Because that was my thought too. I'm like, why did you just immediately think it was her? It doesn't look anything like anything. It's like this like <laughs> weird like back of the fucking storage closet mannequin that was there like during the flood, and they fished her out, and they're like, woo. We saw this one. Let's sew that face back off. <laughs> but um, also, like, how infuriating was it when they were like, the appendix? And they were like, what book? And I was oh. just like, really? You really? know, I got to be honest. I didn't. Well, I wasn't. I, I sadly, embarrassingly have to admit, I didn't think about it one way or another, but I also wasn't frustrated. And I think because I was watching so late and it was after the JoJo mm-hmm. concert, which was fantastic. And I was just like, oh, yeah. A pet. Like, I don't remember it registering with me one way or another. I'm just like, well, here we go. Figure it out. And then um, I saw a lot of people tweeting the same frustration as yours. But me, how was where, where did you go see JoJo again? It was oh my you God. and Babe, right? It was me and Babe went to see JoJo at Irving Plaza. And if you're not familiar with JoJo, she had, well, she, I mean, I guess like this isn't even her biggest hit. I guess she had maybe like some commercially bigger hits on her next album, but she's one that does like, get out right now. It's a young oh, yeah. and me, that one. And then I guess so her biggest hit is like, it's just too little too late. Do, 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 do. Okay, it doesn't matter. But if you guys don't know JoJo, <laughs> look her up. She has a new album. She's grown as fuck. Uh, <laughs> she was like 13 when her first album came out. She's amazing. Wow. Um, but good yes. for her for still making music. And it was I, a good concert. It was a really good concert. Irving Plaza is a fun venue. It's small. So like anywhere is a good seat. And like Remy Ma came out as a surprise because she's on oh, one cool. of her. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was like a good, uh, it was a good time. Um, All right, anyway, we digress. Sorry, guys. No, I mean, I was going to give JoJo a shout out. (laughs) So the the other note I have about the weird Hannah mannequin is Hannah cuts herself open. Is this too much? And I just was like, is... (laughs) I, I was genuinely trying to like ask myself in that moment, like, I do, is it too much? I can't decide. It's like, I guess on one <laughs> hand, if you're going to just like go off the rails, sure, just go just go, it. just go for it and have a mannequin that bleeds wearing... show up. But I don't know. Is it too much from the show at this point? Is like it... the Dexter fucking plastic table and then like wearing the like rubber gloves and like a nice apron. Like, oh, very nice apron. Like, yeah, it's like, don't ruin that apron, Hannah. You're like, in a William Sonoma apron. And like the fact that the doll had blood, the I was bl- like, this yeah. is a lot. The blood was and then, a, lo- a bit much. And then it says, wear me. And it's just like, oh my God, you're wearing something so short. And I was just like, honestly, it doesn't look any different. And it's not like Aiden didn't say you could wear pants. <laughs> 
that's true that's true fuck you ad you said wear this you said you didn't say don't wear anything else um, it didn't say that you couldn't accessorize that's hilarious with a pair of leggings like i don't understand why she was just like this means i have to wear it with no underwear right like freaking erica kane like erica oh. jane sorry Oh my god! And Total when... Beverly Hills <laughs> reference. And when, uh, when Caleb said called it her spicy tuna roll. Oh my god, that was great though. I was like, Jesus I think god. that's hilarious. I feel like that's and the name of this episode. Should... <laughs> the vagina should now be called spicy tuna roll. Henceforth. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. And why am I hungry now? Um... <laughs> So yeah, what do well, what do you think? Do you think do you think the Hannah bleeding mannequin was like a close to being a jumping the shark moment, or was it just like yes, this this season is just off the rails and fabulous? Uh it was a little bit of both. It was kind of ridiculous, but I was kind of like, well, this is like a funny, different thing, and like, you know, it was just it was such a weird like predicament to put her in, and I right. think that's the thing that's always good, but like. I will say about this episode, I felt like almost everything was predictable in a, in some sort of sense. Like, you knew the dress was going to happen. You knew, like, the Yvonne thing was going to happen. Like, I just felt like I knew everything was going to happen except for that ending. Right. So Right. Well, that, I, I wrote a similar note where, like, I just... I, I just don't... I can't... None of the episodes so far this season make me like oh I want to watch that again like so far I can't imagine being like oh you know what I want to revisit episode two or three of season 7b like you know like I just they're just not they're fine they're trucking along well enough I'm not but there's just not that there can be I guess this huge truth bomb in every episode but I don't know there's just there's still they're not giving us enough to be like holy shit I said I said OMG four times during that episode, but then they're also not yeah. giving us like the season one and then two, just sort of magical. I could watch just this one random episode in the middle of season again and again because it was an interesting plot. Does that make sense? It does. It just feels like they're really treading water for being yeah. so close to the end. It just like there's so, still some good writing. There's still some good turn of phrase, but like honestly, it's frustrating to keep hearing just feeling like I know what's happening. This isn't really exciting. And you only gave me one moment where I was like, Whoa, like, right. Because what, a, what, what, even that well moment didn't teach us anything. Exactly. And what do you think? Like, like what moments do you think they thought when they were writing this would give us, like, do you think they thought we would care more about the Sydney stuff? Because that's, to me, such, so low stakes. Like, we know that Jenna is probably just, like, a bit, like, sure, we're going to find out, hopefully, some way that she's connected, or maybe just, like, why AD was able to blackmail her or whatever. But it's, like, she's not going to be, she's not fucking AD. I don't give a shit about Sydney yeah. or what Sydney does in her private time. If she wants to, like, pay for Jenna's eyesight or, like, text with AD. Like, who gives a fuck? That, to me, is, like, just the most low stakes. But I feel like maybe they thought we would be excited about that. Or maybe they thought that we didn't realize that they were both pawns in AD's game. But I feel like it's very obvious. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I'm thinking is maybe they're building up to the fact that, like, maybe the whole Jenna team has a game as well. That's, you know, like, yeah, maybe like team Mona has, has a game that they have to play as well now. Yeah. Um, maybe they're just trying to show us how deep eighties reach extends like that. All these people are being orchestrated. Oh, and that's actually what I was going to say when we're talking about the Hannah thing, um, the Hannah crazy bleeding doll. I think what makes me feel because like fine if if something makes me go like what the fuck is that why did AD send that to them like okay fine but you've made it interesting but I think what makes me feel a little bit shark jumpy about it is it's just so weird to imagine the more elaborate AD or A in last season's like stuff is the more you're just like really you're imagining that person taking the time and energy and like resources to make these elaborate things. And you're just like, what, 
I feel like it it makes me and this is weird that this is the way I think about it but I feel like A is more creative directing all of this work (laughs) like I feel like he he or she outsources a lot of it like they're very Andy Warhol about it you know like they have the design (laughs) and then they go to like their team of artists and mask makers and they're like can you make me this here are the materials (laughs) That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. And they're just, yeah, AD Warehouse um, in the 1970s in the Lower East Side or whatever. Yeah, and they don't pay them anything because it's all paid in blackmail. <laughs> You know, like that's how AD keeps the the richness. I guess it's just like, oh, by the way, I know that you don't get your silicone through great channels, so right. use that to make my fake mask. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay the idea of ad outsourcing it i guess does make it better it's just and obviously this show is built on the i mean the not faulty premise but it's like I, here i am i love the show so much i have a podcast about it from the beginning it's <laughs> been about a mastermind who was using way too much of his or her spare time to terrorize these other girls but it just the more elaborate it gets the more it's just i don't know it's weirder it's one thing to imagine a like crafting a text or writing a message or like leaving a note but it's another thing to imagine a like digging in for like three and a half months to like create an elaborate board game like woo, like taking snack breaks and just like (laughs) gotta terrorize gotta do it but whatever you know just gotta sometimes terrorizing just takes you know it's detail oriented task you know it's just uh just putting now, siphoning now blood into a doll. the game maker being like, so wait a minute, why am I putting gas inside the church? Oh, no, no reason. Just like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to move the game pieces. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God, it's all so weird. Um, okay, back to whatever the hell we're talking about. Oh, floppy Can lips. Yeah, yeah so floppy lips. Here's the one thing that I did think that was very interesting is that when Emily sat down and she was just like, let's not chit chat. Did Emily, did Caleb or Mona send you? Oh, it yeah. all of a sudden made me be like, was Caleb the fourth person at that table meeting? <gasps> like, I know she sent the drink to Caleb and Mona and that's why they made it seem like, but I was just like. That's interesting. What? Why? Why say Caleb and Mona right away? Why would Caleb and Mona send Emily to floppy lips right you know yeah and i i mean I, I, she can't really think it's because they sent her a drink right you know or maybe it, it was maybe it is that simple and i'm overthinking it because it's no. a show for teenage girls no i mean yeah you're right <laughs> and like sydney obviously is like just saying weird shit and like playing dumb to a certain degree although i think i think she's walking the line of like playing a little bit dumb but then also the girls are now thinking, like, is she AD? Does she know AD? And I also don't think – I think it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I think she's just being manipulated by AD like everyone else. What do you yeah. think, right? I agree. I agree totally. I don't think – there's no way that she's got enough, like, cruelty or stakes in these girls right. to do anything. Right. You know? Right. I think it's more so – like, she does have a loyalty to Jenna, but she also got roped into this by Jenna, and she can't get out. Right. And I think, like, you kind of see that with, like, the way she was talking to Emily. Because she was just like, you know, I, I'm i in too deep. <laughs> like, right. this is what I'm doing. You know, whatever. But right. I loved when Arya fucking strong-armed her. I was just going to say, yes, that was that was the best part. When Arya just fucking throws her up against a wall. That was amazing. Yeah. Arya's got a lot of rage about this whole Ezra thing, and she's taking it out on others, and I'm not <laughs> mad at it. No, everyone's very pleased about it. Um, what about, okay, beating up floppy lips, I did write as a note. Great. <laughs> got that out of the way. Let's talk about, well, I mean, what's there to talk about the Spencer plotline? She's playing ping pong at the YMCA or something. like. I, Marco was adopted, too. Oh, is that what that I did I I missed that. Do they I talk about so, that? I think so or like his mom was a drug addict so like he didn't really live with his mom. Like okay. there was something about surrogate moms. I wasn't I'm going to be honest. I rewound that a couple of times to try and get it. I don't even so, <laughs> Yeah, I don't one of those things where you're like looking at your phone and you're also watching TV. Right. And exactly. you like miss it and then you like go back and you miss it again. Oh yeah, been there. Well, I mean, you're a step ahead of me. I didn't even realize there's something to go back to. Like, I just don't even remember that being a part. I, I just feel like the only thing I remember from Spencer and 
and Marco Polo is like the, they're <laughs> playing ping pong and there was a picture he drew when he was little and then she was bleeding out of her shoulder. It just there wasn't not a lot happening for me in the whole Spencer. Pollock. I love that Spencer plays through the pain of a bullet wound. Right. Still she's like, yeah, she's like at any cost. Um, I don't know. Should we then just go down the route? If we're talking about Spencer, should we talk about Spencer and Caleb and the gas? Yeah. I mean, the, as soon as Hannah and Caleb were around the game in the loft, it made me so uncomfortable. And I think yeah. this is maybe one of the reasons why it was hard to be team Caleb, right? Like in this episode, because it was just like, oh, like Caleb fucked Spencer in a bed that steps away and he's oh, yeah. comforting Hannah now. And it's been like three weeks and Spencer's been shot and now she has to come home to this. Yes. And like, that, I'm just like, yes. I can't. It has only been, I mean, like they haven't even been broken up. They've been broken up for like a minute. Right. That's yeah. the thing too, that I was thinking of like, what is the timeline on this whole thing? It just seems like, I mean, listen, I don't know. I guess the situation's just, it is what it is. It's fucked up. And, but cause I don't know what would we, if this was real life, what would yeah. I expect Hannah and Caleb to do? What I expect, if these are real people, would I expect them to like not be together right away or pretend? I mean, it's like, I guess it just is what it is. Yeah. It's just like, a bad I feel situation. like Spencer knew that she was going to, he was going to go back to her as right. soon as he could. Right. And that was part of the reason why they broke up. And I feel like Spencer handled it really well. Like, but it, it is, it's just no matter what, like, I don't think it's an, unrealistic situation but no matter yeah. what it's very awkward right and like it's just a gray area right yeah exactly um oh and the one other thing i actually did write about spencer i said once again spencer's flirting with boys instead of like doing things that she's supposed to be doing and um when they were like kind of flirting like flirt shit talking about ping pong and Spencer's yeah. like oh i was whatever champion of ping pong and then marco's like yeah at an all-girls school like, ew, fuck you, Marco. I don't know. That really rubbed yeah. that joke really rubbed me the wrong way. Especially coming from like female show. Camp. Yeah. And coming from like female showrunners and like female you know, like I don't know. I was like, don't do a cheap sexism joke. Even though it was coming from Marco. It's like I also feel like yeah. Marco's supposed to be the type of guy that wouldn't make a cheap, dumb joke like that. I don't know why it really just like kind of caught me off guard and rubbed me the wrong way. Because it didn't feel like the show's voice. You know, to take just yeah, like a dumb like girls jab. It's like, all right, everyone relax. Um, okay, so Caleb breathes in gas. He can't. Yeah. Like, let's also talk about this. He can't even. I like that they got finally Caleb trying to tinker with the game and like outsmart the game because that's definitely realistic. Like, of course, you would try to be like, well, yeah. what the hell? Let's figure this thing out. But is is it believable that he couldn't? Is it believable that he's saying I literally can't? open the game up to get into it like how is that possible i mean i could see it like maybe they just like there's no break in it or whatever i i can kind of see that i guess to where you'd actually have to like take a sledgehammer to it which then i guess they don't want to do just because then they're afraid that breaking the game that's the thing like i don't know is it a faulty premise if i have to keep reminding myself of what the premise is like why can't they just <laughs> why can't they just th throw it out the window oh i guess because they're afraid that ad will rat them out for killing rollins like is that the only reason yeah that's pretty the only much thing keeping them from taking a sledgehammer hammer to the game right a murder that was honestly like it was a hom like it was yes a vehicular homicide, but they could totally say that like they didn't see him because Ali had just run by, right? And it was dark out, and like totally by the time they like hit the brakes, it was over. They like, could, okay, yes. fine, end it, of story. Yep, it. I mean, yes, that was one of the more infuriating. Um, but all of them, even I remember having that same frustration and harping on it back when Arya. Um, actually killed, killed Shauna. Shauna. Yeah, it's like I get that there are other layers of like, why are you girls in this church? Like they just didn't want the cops to start. I assume asking questions and the whole thing start to unravel. But it's like uh, at face value, she had a gun and you hit. Like what? It's like could not be more textbook self defense. And like you're saying too, in this, it's like textbook just act just manslaughter at work. Like they, yeah, it was dark and he ran. Like what? 
you could easily yeah. you could easily write that out like they would not be in trouble for that they're just like needlessly covering up these like murders that they would never go to jail for <sighs> you guys <laughs> how did you feel see that lucas was back i was happy to see him again and i felt like he like i just think that that actor is so good at being like snarky swarmy like yeah. swarthy like just like being like Ugh. like and he's like it's so obvious that he's like in love with Hannah. Oh yeah. And she's like, no matter what, can we still be friends? And he's just like, of course. And it's like, of course, because he wants to fuck you, Hannah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's like uncomfortable. How much? Like the the way. How obviously, yeah, he wants to fuck her, and how either actually, but she's not actually oblivious, right? She's just taking advantage of him, or she's just like choosing to ignore the fact. I think she's choosing to ignore the fact and just trying really hard to be friends with him. Right. Like, I do think that Hannah genuinely likes Lucas. I do, too. No, I do, too. But it's like she's definitely aware that he wants to be more than friends, right? You'd assume. Like, Santa's a smart girl in that way, I feel. And, like, yeah. emotional I think that she, she, like, she puts it out of her head, though, because she also kind of feels like, well, Caleb lived with them, so they were friends, and he knows the deal. Right. You know? So. Right. Yeah, true. Um, what about, okay, this is the one, because I was like, I'm not going to go on social media to, so I didn't wouldn't get spoilers since I didn't watch live. But then I wasn't thinking about Instagram spoilers. I was thinking Instagram would be safe. And then I did see um, PLL Sherlock, RIP, oh. RIP, Yabobi. So I, I, had, I had spoiled it for myself that Yvonne was going... To, to kick the bucket but what did you think about that Sue was that like surprising for you because I feel like if I hadn't spoiled it for myself I would have been a little bit surprised that she died at the end I I thankfully was not spoiled by that but I um as soon as he said let's get married and they're in the hospital bed I was just like like, even as soon as he said, let's get married and gave her the rings, I was like, oh, this bitch is dying today. <laughs> Toby's going to be a widower. I loved Toby's cry. Oh His my breakdown God. was beautiful. <gasps> he had I... Batman and Emmy. He's a gorgeous crier. I completely agree. I like that scene. I liked, I liked the scene when he, like, hugged Spencer and they, like, fell to the floor. I was... I was yes. It was great. It was the best it. acting I've ever seen of Keegan Allen. Yeah. I thought, you know, and I'm not saying he, I'm not, that was no shade on King, and I think he's a good actor, but I think that it was just like so powerful the way he, that, like, his whole episode arc, the way that, like, it was the first time I really felt like he really loved Yvonne. Totally. You know, and I felt like he was totally over Spencer. And then it was just nice that, like, it wasn't just like, oh, this is my high school sweetheart. Now that my wife's dead, I'll go to her arms. It was literally just like, oh, here's someone I can finally collapse on. Because he was obviously so distraught. I mean, right. it was really, it was a beautiful scene. And it was like, it was actually one of the sweeter romantic moments, I feel like, of PLL. Like, you know, as bittersweet as it was, like her dying, like when they're talking about where they'll go on their honeymoon was kind of beautiful. Yeah, I agree. She was just like, I've never been happier. And then she passes. It was like really cute, like in a weird way. You no, know, I, 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 I agree. I have two questions, though. First of all, did we know, like, from the character Toby's perspective, was Yvonne out of the woods? Or did I miss something in the beginning where it was like precarious? Like, were we supposed, were, oh, we, were no. we all supposed to believe that she was out of the woods or did we know that? It yes. Was- he bumps into Spencer at the coffee shop and, oh. and he's like, Oh, like Yvonne woke up out of her coma. And like Spencer's like, Oh, that's great. You know, there's like a lot of things that they can do to help coma victims. And he's like, yeah, they're talking about that. All right. I got to go. Bye Spencer. Okay. And then Marco walks in. Okay, so it was something, so we're all supposed to believe that she's mostly out of the woods. And also, do we know, like, it was just such an abrupt, what what do you think actually, why did she then suddenly just, like, take a turn for the worst? Like, do you have any, like, I have no, I thought the whole thing, I was, like, way overthinking and trying to figure it out. Also, (laughs) she was, the flowers were poisonous. He killed her. That's fine. I believe that. Um, That's as good as an explanation as any for me. Also, Okay, did why do I have so many questions about the show all of a sudden? Did he 
propose to her? Didn't he propose to her already? Or he had never actually ended up proposing no, he, to her? He, he just bought He her did because they had that whole proposal dinner. What he was doing was he was giving her their wedding rings right, to be like, like let's, let's do get this married. now. Got it. Okay. That's what I thought. Right. The whole engagement dinner. Right. That's what I was so... Guys, just watching at 12.30 a.m. and podcasting at 9. None of this is working out for my brain. Um, let's talk about fucking Nicole because that's a note I wrote. All caps fucking nicole that was scary yeah. <laughs> i wrote nicole is at ezra's question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point. <laughs> i like literally sat up i was like falling asleep while i was watching this it was a little earlier than midnight but i was definitely it was probably like 11 and i was a couple of glasses in and i was like what like what the fuck oh, yeah. what is she doing there that was a great scene i loved how it was directed i love the reveal it was sincerely yeah. scary like i i was like waiting for like who the fuck is this gonna be i was surprised that it was nicole yeah i was into that whole thing but then what do you think what's gonna be the the continuation next week like did she go there because i had a hunch that aria was still in the mix and i'm gonna confront her or was she just there thinking i'm at ezra's and like oops aria comes home like what do you think is happening well does she know where Ezra is? Does Nicole not know? Is that what she was saying? I mean, that would be exciting. If because, Nicole like, that was the there. thing, like, and that's why a lot of people are now like, oh, it's fucking Ezra, because he's lying about being out of town. He's lying about being with Nicole. He's totally, you know, blown off co- hot gummy. Also, it's very interesting that all of a sudden Arya runs his business. Right. And, right, right. And, and it was saying... What pot gummy? What was the thing with pot gummy? She put in her notice, like she's quitting. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder, do we think she's still going to be involved somehow? Remember when she was like a real contender for somehow being involved, like last season or so? What yeah. Are thinking, do we think that still? I don't really. Yeah. Especially since we haven't seen her at all. But then why bring don't... her up? Like why bring up that she's quitting? I guess unless, yeah, just to illustrate. That Ezra the business is, is falling apart. Town. Yeah, and Ezra's gone. Well, what if it's the opposite, though? And what if AD did something to Ezra? What if Ezra met, like, an unfortunate demise or or at least is being held hostage by AD or something? I would love that. Yeah. That would be so cool. I would like that to be more so than he's just being, like, a general shady motherfucker with no particularly, like... He's not AD and he's not being tormented by AD. He's just an asshole. That would be the least interesting conclusion, I think. He's just an asshole. <laughs> just an asshole. It's a new game show. Um, torment- <laughs> AD tormented by AD or asshole. Um, yeah. And then the A scene was a, fi- Which a was- finger gift. <laughs> Just the gift. It was such a great take on an A scene, though, because it really felt like it was going to be A, and then it was yes. the police. Yes. I, yeah, that was I, the last 30 seconds, 45 seconds of this show really knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I would rewatch that last 45 seconds again. That's so funny. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, I actually might go back and watch like the last like 20 minutes of the episode because that's really where it started to shine. <laughs> Because I do remember sitting there being kind of like, all right, like nothing's happened. Like, oh, Jenna's eyesight is going to get operated on again. How many times could you operate on eyes? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, they'd be like <laughs> hamburger me at this point. You can't just keep like operating and reoperating, can you? I don't think that's Or maybe true. she's getting Jerry Arbox eyes. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be a treat? <laughs> um, Whose finger do we think it is? Oh, uh, man. Like, well. Well, they already know Nolan's dead. Right. I mean, Noel's dead. I figure it's probably Rollins. And maybe 80s tormenting them, like, like taunting them, like, I'm going to lead you to the body or something. Oh, that's spicy. Okay. Otherwise, what if it turned out to, like, be one of 80s fingers and he cut it off himself? Fuck. Or what if it's Ezra's finger? Oh, no, it looks like it's been, like, kind of. Hanging around kind for a of while. dead already. Yeah. There yeah. was some dirt. Then my money is on Rollins, I think. But do you think we still don't know why they didn't they have remember all the confusing stuff last season about like having Rollins on video camera? But was it that they actually had Rollins on surveillance 
like on the lamb or was it just that they were following his credit card movements what was it that the police saw of Rollins' movements that then the girls were kind of like what the fuck how'd they see he that was seen in a car like at a toll booth i think and then there was also credit card activity i think it was both so what do we i mean that's still something that's in the wind like do we think that that was a Rollins mask well, and also, like, why is Allie allowed to leave town when everybody else is like, you got to stay in town, you got to stay in town. Allie's leaving town and her husband's supposedly still at large. Like, isn't that real shady? Like, wouldn't the police be like, we want you to stay here so we can, like, keep an eye on you? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I also forgot slash barely noticed that that was happening in this episode. So Emily was just making the excuse, like, oh, Allie... So Allie's leaving town, something to do with her pregnancy, presumably. And Emily just said, oh, she's she having... She has to take care of paperwork. Okay. But we don't actually know why, what she's doing about her pregnancy. Or, like, why. Yeah, because she's been... She Remember, like, last episode, she was fantastically bitchy. And she was just like, it's my problem. It's my perfect stranger baby. Right. right. And we were just like, is it Balky or Cousin Larry? Who knows? <laughs> Oh my god, I imagine if she was having a little baby Balky. I'd that be, would make the show so good. Yeah, I'd be back on board with the show. Not that I'm off board. I'm just I need like a I need like a good up here soon, you guys. I need a I need a good up. I want an episode where it's like, thank you, I needed that answer. And that's what they're supposedly saying next week is that we're supposed to finally find out about Mrs. Who killed Mrs. D, which I oh. thought I got spoiled. Because I don't know who emailed us because I didn't get a chance to read it, but it came up on my phone that it was just like, oh, we find out that Peter Hastings killed Mrs. D. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. I haven't watched yet because it, like, happened at, like, 9.05. It came up on my phone. And I was just like, no. And then I watched the whole episode and I was like, wait, there was no Peter Hastings, but there is next episode. So you think maybe next episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, I'm so glad that he's out of passport jail because apparently Peter Hastings is part Mexican uh, or Muslim. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't. What? Yeah. Why does a white man have passport trouble? Right. What was the holdup? I'm still I'm still stuck on whether or not this is a good up or how I feel about this season, because I feel like we're a little bit in the minority of it seems like other the other PLO podcasts are a little more like, you know, this is a, these are solid apps. Like it's kind of like doing what PLL does, and some of the fans seem to be liking it too. But what, like, or I don't know, where do you stand? It's not that I don't, I don't know what I want. I think I just still feel I don't need every single episode to be this insane bombshell of a truth bomb. But I just, I just still don't feel like even like a middle of the season nothing episode of like season one or two or three I feel like to me like I would revisit that like it was a fun entertaining episode in and of itself and I just don't know if I feel that way about these episodes they're just like well I just feel like I I think you're right they're like it is tough to to be in defense of the show still I think like it's become more of a soap opera feel yeah, for sure. In the sense of like, okay, like we're we're still kind of hearing the same things. We're not really getting any new information. Like people are gone for no real reason. And like it just doesn't feel like the penultimate episode like yeah. episodes, you know, like yeah. it doesn't feel like we're about to go into the finale in what, like seven weeks? Right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and it's and I agree, like, it doesn't need to answer, like, ever, like 20 questions an episode, but it just, I would have liked if we saw where Allie was and what Allie was doing. Or, like, even if it was just Allie being shady and getting into the car and going, you know, like, right. I feel like there's more telling than showing what's going on. And it's very frustrating as a viewer that you're not getting more story unraveling it feels like there we're going on these tangents it's like if we just spent this entire episode just talking about my trip to pennsylvania and your trip to jojo and we never talked about the episode right, right yeah that's right. what these episodes right. feel like it's yeah. like okay it's kind of interesting but it's not what i came here for right right, you know? <laughs> right yeah <laughs> totally yeah i completely agree well if if we threaten your cabernet sue so. 
Who is A at this point? Any changes in thoughts for you? I'm going to say this episode really made Ezra suspicious to me. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I'd still, if it was Ezra, that would be great. I still, as Pretty Little Grown Men said, I agree. I don't know if the show has the chutzpah to do that, but that would be great. And I think I'm just still on the alley train. I'm still on the alley train or like, unfortunately, I hate to say it. I just, I think there is more and more evidence that maybe it is like, uh, and someone emailed us the, um, this article or a theory that was kind of similar to the theory I think that we were trying to go through on the theory episode, but it's just that like maybe perhaps Bethany Young is Spencer's twin or wait, no, Allie's twin. No, Spencer's twin. Okay. So what I'm saying is I feel like they're going to actually play out something where Allie has a twin, just like in the books. And it's that switcheroo where like maybe Allie's not Allie. I feel like that seems more and more likely it might happen, even though, would that be awful? Maybe it would be because it's such the, well, yeah, we knew this from the beginning of the books. But I just feel like there's still something. I still am circling around an alley somehow being AD or her twin or another relative. Well, if if it's Allie and Ezra's gone and Allie's gone, the only thing that I would like right now is if the whole reason that Ezra has been lying to Ariane saying that he's been with Nicole is that he's been trying to track down Allie. Oh, my God. Like, that would that be amazing. Would be, very fulfilling that but like super spicy yeah that if from the beginning they were like kind of working together and the whole book thing was even the lie maybe or like maybe, yeah maybe it was true but it was like he actually knew where she was or something yeah or he's tracking her down because he thinks that she's lying oh right like and oh, he wants to it. catch right, her right so he's not involved but he's just but yeah. either way like i just think if it was literally just, like, Ezra had cold feet or, like, like it just, I want to know why the fucking Nicole is there and it can't be Tuesday soon enough because that, and if that doesn't get answered, I'm flipping tables. Yeah, I'm I excited agree. that Nolan North is back. Like, I yes. think that's going to be a good episode because any Peter Hastings episode is one that I think's worth watching again because I always love him. Yeah. Totally. But who knows? Well, you guys... Another moderately eventful episode of PLL. Yeah, we're going to keep watching. We're going to keep talking about it. I'm still it. I mean, I want to be in. I, I will never stop wanting to be in, no matter how hard the yeah. show pushes me away. I will still always claw my way back. <laughs> let me love you. I let me love you, Let PLL. me love you, Pretty Little Hires, please. And I still, though, do think, I still feel like we will be, I have faith that the last episode will be satisfying, or at least exciting and entertaining. I just think it's going to be so. a journey to get there. And it's not like these episodes have been completely boring. No, it's definitely just not. not. It's not what I would, would have hoped for. It's not for what I, yes, would have expected. But, but right. I'm still I'm still entertained. Yes, me as well. All right, you guys. I mean, I guess that's it. Sue, uh, this has been a lovely remote chat with you. I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday in person. Yes. And uh, we will see all of you guys next week. Bye. Bye.